Hey everyone, this is Michael. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We're going to be releasing a series of episodes coming up entitled Infinite Hope, The Pursuit of Happiness. And they come from an event that we held at Elevate Community Fellowship at the Keene Church just a couple weeks ago, at least at the recording of this. It was October 6 through 9, 2021. And we explored the kingdom of God and found hope in the midst of chaos through the eyes of Jesus and the Beatitudes. So this series of episodes focuses in on each particular beatitude from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew chapter 5. And we hope that it is a blessing for you. In this episode, I'm going to be taking us to Matthew 5 verses 1 through 3, where Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. My name is Michael. I'm glad you're here this evening. This is a monumentous occasion for what we call Elevate and Akeen Church. As we journey through scripture, we're looking at Matthew chapter five, verses one through 16 this week over the course of five sessions. And this is session number one. And I believe tonight that God has brought you here by design whether you're here in person or you're watching online or maybe listening on a podcast or YouTube video later, God has brought you here for a reason. Let me tell you, there's been a team of people that have come together over the past couple months that have huddled and prayed and thought about what does the the screens look like? What What does the stage look like? What does the online experience look like? But most importantly, we've been huddled around a set of teachings and a set of words from Jesus Christ himself. At the beginning of his ministry where he sets out and says, this this is the way that I want you to live. These are the things that describe my kingdom. We've been praying, we've been, uh, our hearts have have been rendered before God as he's worked over inside of us these beatitudes that we're gonna be looking at for the next four days and five sessions. And so we begin in the pursuit of happiness. Over the next four days, we're gonna explore the kingdom of God and find hope in the midst of chaos through the eyes of Jesus and the Beatitude in the, uh, and the Beatitudes. And we believe that Jesus has answers for today. Do you believe that? Jesus has the answers and you might be sitting here tonight or watching a line saying, I, I don't know, I'm looking for answers and maybe I'll give this Jesus guy a try. Maybe you'll meet him this week. We've tried to foster a space for you to come and meet Jesus. And so as we dive into the word of God this evening, I invite you to bow your heads with me for a word of prayer. God, thank you for the honor and privilege of coming before you with our community. God, we're seeking your presence and we're seeking the spirit that inspired Jesus to speak these words 2,000 years ago, that same spirit to fall afresh upon us tonight. God, may this space be transformed into your living room and may we come and sit at your feet and learn from the master. And God, we'll leave everything else in your hands. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I think there's something inside all of us that wants the good life. You want the good life, don't you? You know, joy, happiness, free burrito from Chipotle, 
dollar menu, Applebee's, half the price, appetizers after 10. Anybody say amen? A few of you, yeah, you got it. Three beds, two baths, 2.5 kids. I don't know how you get half a kid, but not gonna try. And you know what? No one is signing up for the, the trial and trouble and difficulty, right? You don't take a, a look at the struggles that you faced or the ones that you might face and say, sign me up. Yep, that's it. Sign me up for that, that, that horrible life, the one that's just down and out. No, 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 no. We want stability. We want certainty. The certainty that, you know, there, there might be this, even in the midst of everything going on, the, the perceived impending doom of the great American experiment, that certainty that we won't be hurt by that. We long for acceptance and love and a place to belong, a place to call our own. We chase after this in various forms. We long for, for health and fulfilling relationships and ones that draw the best out of ourselves and out of others. We chase these dreams through education and employment and recreation and personal growth and maybe I gotta try that thing called infinite hope. Um, um, maybe that can get me where I need to go. We follow after what gives us joy what gives us happiness, what puts a smile on our face. But far too often, we find ourselves in a place of brokenness and despair. That what we once thought would be the answer to our problems has simply been a deception, a vapor, a mist, that once we reach out and try to grab, falls through our fingertips. That we did the thing that was supposed to bring us happiness but it didn't fulfill our souls. And we're left more broken than when we started. You see, it's been a lie. And there wasn't a safety net. We find ourselves more broken than we were before. And it's to this group that Jesus brings his description of the kingdom of God. It was the Jews at the turn of the first century who were looking for that good life, that, that happiness. They were living under Roman oppression and paying taxes to foreign invaders. Everywhere they turned, they couldn't seem to get ahead. Society was built against them. Barrier after barrier seemed to come without warrant. They were poor and destitute, crushed to pieces under Roman rule. And yet in the midst of that, they had hope. Hope in a great rescue by a prophesied Messiah, the one who promised by God would come to set free the captives, return sight to the blind, and probably eradicate the Romans and establish a kingdom and reign from Jerusalem. Maybe expectations don't necessarily come through. When they were looking for a great rescue, they were faced with a great disruption. And we pick up the story in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. If you've got your Bible with you, go ahead and turn there. You can find it on your phone. Simple Google search, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 will get you there. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus begins preaching with simple words. He says, do the 180, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right at your fingertips. You see the God of the universe in the man Jesus has come and now heaven is touching earth. The kingdom of heaven is within reach and in a very literal way, Jesus goes around touching people. 
healing them of their infirmities and in their illnesses. And we continue in Matthew 4, verse 23, Jesus was going throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness amongst the people. The news about him spread throughout all of Syria and they brought to him all who were ill, those who were suffering with various diseases and pains and demoniacs and epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. And large crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. It's within this context of closeness that the God-man had come the immediacy of the kingdom of God in the present space of first century Israel that Jesus lays the groundwork for the who and the what and the how of the kingdom. And we read that in Matthew chapter five, verses one through three, and it says on the screen for your viewing pleasure, and seeing the multitude, he went up on a mountain and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Different translations use different words for this term blessedness. It can mean blessed, happy, or congratulations to, or declaration of blessing. It connotes a sense of elevation of spirit and a change of outlook. Something has changed or shifted in the life of that person. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the destitute, the poor, the deplorables, those with no financial or spiritual means, those are the ones that are blessed. Really, Jesus? The ones who everyone else sees as the nobodies, the nothings, they are the ones who are looked over for the place of honor. No, 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 no. We're gonna take you, not you. They aren't asked to serve, they are the ones being served. Dallas Willard puts it this way, blessed are the spiritual zeros, the spiritually bankrupt, deprived and deficient, the spiritual beggars, those without a wisp of religion when the kingdom of the heavens comes upon them. And we often look at this group in two ways, either to be pitied or to be emulated that the poor in spirit should be consoled and empathized with and sympathized over and that we should do something to elevate their current emotional state and physical state. Or in order to make it into the kingdom of God, maybe I need to copy that way and I pound myself, I humble myself into this pious excellence, denouncing self and beating beating myself up every time I don't. But both of these perceptions are pitfalls, two sides, two ditches on the side of the road. One leads to a sense of false entitlement and the other, one of a spurning toil that gets you nowhere further than when you first began. But here's the thing. Sociologist and author, speaker, Brene Brown in her TED Talk on vulnerability puts it this way, we are those people. The truth is we are the others. Most of us are are, are one paycheck, one divorce, one drug addicted kid, one mental health diagnosis, one serious illness, one sexual assault, one drinking binge, one night of unprotected sex, or one affair away from being those people. The ones we don't trust, the ones we pity, the ones we don't let our children play with, the ones bad things happen to, the ones we don't want living next door. And it's to those people that Jesus says possess the kingdom of God because it has come near. They aren't much to look at, they aren't much to behold, but theirs is the kingdom of God. 
being poor in spirit is not something that we work ourselves towards, not something that we sign up with. That creates an idol out of humble-mindedness. No, being poor in spirit is something that we find in our, or find ourselves in. It's a state of being that we didn't sign up for. In fact, we inherited it from our first parents in the Garden of Eden. Yet, in the miracle of the gospel and the great disruption that Jesus is bringing to those lowly Jewish people, the kingdom of God and the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus takes the poor, the broken, and the destitute and extends to them the kingdom of heaven. It's a picture of grace and a picture of peace. There's an old Japanese art form called kintsugi. It's marveled at because artists will take broken pots and put the pieces back together. And in the, the, the broken pieces, the, the discarded pot, the, the break marks, the, the chips, the scratches, they're all put back together and glued in one piece. And then gold or silver or platinum is pressed inside of the cracks. When the artist is finished, the ugly cracks and the decay are gone, transformed into a beautiful piece of art. The kingdom of God is the exact same way. Jesus takes our broken pieces and weaves his kingdom of grace all over our lives. Heaven touches earth. Heaven touches your broken spirit. Jesus takes our broken pieces and interlays them with the golden shine of his promises. That the broken, the poor will be restored and that their proximity to God and his kingdom transforms their heart. The blessed are the poor in spirit because the kingdom of heaven has come close. It's theirs, not because of their condition, but in spite of their condition. And we can relate. We've been broken. We are the poor in spirit, the ones who are incredible in incredible need of the kingdom of God. Jesus establishes his description of the kingdom of God on the assertion that this long-awaited kingdom is close. The good life is within reach. The pursuit of happiness has been disrupted and redefined. Blessedness is based on proximity to the king. The poor in spirit, that's the great equalizer. It's the level playing field that we all come before Jesus broken in our various myriad of ways. We together inherit God's kingdom, not because of our condition, but in spite of it, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Eugene Peterson puts it this way. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God and his rule.